Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Say hi, Wombat. Let me see if I've got your... Wombat! Hey, I'm hey, happy hey. to be here. Yeah, that's very good. What's very going welcome. on, everybody? Oh, not a lot. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Also, we got another person on the line, too. Okay. Uh, it's my friend, Austin. What's up, Austin? Hey, Austin. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm Doubter 5, and this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour, which is a call-in talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show break. Also, did you know that there is an atheist call-in television show broadcasting right here in Knoxville? Did you know that, uh, Wombat? Okay, so you keep telling me about this, but the only thing I just don't understand is how could they introduce Mario and Sonic in the same game and have them fight each other as like some sort of uh, combat? It doesn't uh, make sense. I don't think you got the right channel there. You still haven't no, like, found it. After, after three years, you still laws? haven't found the right channel. <laughs> Sonic is too fast to get hit. That's all I'm saying. No, it's just a couple guys answering questions from the audience. It's an atheist call-in television show. It's called Free Thought Forum. It's broadcasting right now. Matter of fact, uh, between the hours of 6.30 and 7.30 on Wednesday night, you can see it on Comcast Channel 12. But we don't want you to switch over there right now because we're on the air. We're hoping that you'll TiVo it and come back to it later. And in spite of what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there. And you'll be hearing some of them right here on this program and generally on the station as they are in rotation. Um, Wombat, uh, you introduced your guest. Uh, you want to flesh that out a little bit or let your guest do that? Sure. Uh, so my friend Austin is on the air with us today. Uh, we had met during uh, a fun time doing street epistemology on the campus of the uh, University of Kentucky, which is just north of where you guys are at right now. Um, and what's cool is I had the opportunity to just set up there on campus and talk to a lot of different students about a whole bunch of different things. There was a street preacher on campus, so I'll, I'll, we were talking about uh, like matters of faith and belief, and I got to talk to a lot of believers and non-believers. Austin was one of the coolest believers that I talked to, really open-minded, and was really curious about street epistemology as a whole and talking to people and trying to figure out like good ways to have conversations beyond just arguments and debates. Very so, cool. uh, uh, Austin, why don't you introduce yourself? Why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? What do you, what do, you do over it? at UK. Well, uh, I'm a political science major at uh, the University of Kentucky, and uh, that day where you were talking about where I met you, I was that street preacher, as I refer to him, because they're never any fun. (laughs) 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 And uh, so I just saw you setting up, and uh, you said, like, let's chat. So I went, oh, this guy looks like a guy who would be nice to talk to. So I went over, oh, that's sweet. Thank you, man. Yeah. So Austin, I'm, I'm, sorry, go ahead, Austin. Go ahead. Uh, I, have, I have nothing. <laughs> so Austin and I actually talked about a number of different topics. I think we had multiple chats that day. So we went over, I think, 
not only video games, but also gun rights, and then God beliefs, and then like uh, how important is it to question and critical thinking and stuff like that. I put um, both of our videos up on YouTube, and they did really, really well. And what I found was that in the comments section, Austin was talking to the, some of the people who were um, uh, posting uh, reviews on our chat. Basically, he was saying, hey, my name's Austin. Just want to let you know I'm the person in the video. I'm here to answer any questions that you guys might have. And that was the first time anyone's ever done that. So I was like, okay, this is really cool. And he actually started having a lot of really in-depth conversations with multiple people in the thread. But I think a month later, I uploaded the second video that we did, and he was there still answering questions. And I'm like, this guy's cool. He definitely wow. wants to have a conversation. And he's not about like proselytizing. He really wants to figure out a cool way to have a, a way to critically think across different perspectives. And I thought... Yeah, we got him to the show. Cool. Um, what was some of the things? Uh, can you get into some specifics about what you talked about? And uh, since this is an atheist show, uh, sure. can, can you uh, identify something that might be in that vein that you talked about? Yeah. So let's talk about definitions real quick. Um, so, Austin, we've been talking a lot about like what I mean when I'm an atheist or what other people might mean. So, like, what what would you say is like your political um, religious background, and what do you mean? when you say you're a believer versus what do you mean when you think when people say they're atheists? Uh, my, my background is I've been uh, a believer ever since I understood what it meant to believe in something. And uh, I've never actually been really challenged in my belief until uh, I actually got into high school, college, and uh, I never really thought about what it meant uh, for atheism, hmm. right? Uh, College did it for me, and that, that was years. 40, 40, 40 years ago. <laughs> Forty-five. You're oh, old. <laughs> I am. I am. That's the best thing to be if you don't want to go to the alternative. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> he called me old. No, I have to. I have to double. I have to go age another half of my life just to be as old as you were when you were in college. That's like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. very rude. Well, I met anyway. Austin, you, yeah, I met a seventeen-year-old atheist, and we had many in-depth conversations when I was in college, and uh, it just blew my mind. And um, we eventually got married. What can I say? <laughs> but co college will do it to you. That's that's the only point I was making. So, when you were getting challenged in high school and college, Austin, would what would you say was like? Um, what were like some of the things that like made you think more? And like, what did you do with the information? And I guess like, what did you think of our conversation? And was it in the similar vein? It was more trust in the uh, belief of a higher power. But uh, nothing ever questioned, made me question my belief enough to uh, believe that there was no God. Mm. Uh, of course, you all have had events in your lives and experiences that have made you say, no, there's no God. But conversely, in my life, I've always been raised in a Christian family. And uh, Well, I'd like to but, take exception yeah. to what you just said. I didn't have any event in oh, my sorry. life, and that's that's a... Yeah. That's a common misperception that that believers have about atheists. They think that something must, something terrible must have happened in their lives. That's not what he I meant. Say to, he didn't say that. Not what I meant. My apologies. Okay. All he right. said event, though. He did say event. Well, well by events, I meant event. experiences, things you learn, that oh, yeah. kind of thing. I did not mean it like uh, you were hurt or something. Okay. All right. Right. Sounds good. Can I ask you a quick question? Um, uh, do you think our position? And this is really interesting, and this is why I think it's so great that you're part of the group. But do you think the atheist position is someone who thinks that there's no God? Wait, what was the question? Do you, uh, I, like, I'm, I'm always fascinated with what, um, like, people who, like, uh, are, are, like, Christians think of what atheism is. And it sounded like you had mentioned that you believe atheism is someone who says that there's no God, or claims that there's no God. Is that what you think atheism is? Uh, rounded down to one sentence, yes, but of course there are other things that go in there. Oh! You guys want to throw in anything on that? Oh boy. Derek? 
do I think that atheists or people just don't believe in God? No, he 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 believes that atheists are people who claim that no, there is no God. Grounded in one sentence. Claim? Yes. Yes. I I'm sure claimed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> again, I, we right. don't believe in God. Now, well. there's there's a difference between uh, saying I don't believe your claim and making a claim of our own. Now, you uh, Christians and uh, Hindus and Muslims claim that they have a God right. and that they believe Him and that the God is all powerful and has written a book. We don't believe it. Now. It's like saying, well, Matt Dillahunty says this a lot. It's just like going into a court of law. You know, you can find somebody not guilty, but you're not actually finding them innocent. See the difference there? Uh, you can believe that a person is is not guilty of the crime, but you you still there don't have enough acquittal. information to claim or make That's a claim. That's what's called an acquittal in a court of law. Right. So, Not to being declared your, not guilty, yeah. it's called an acquittal. Right. But basically, what atheists do is say we don't believe your claim, but we don't don't generally make a claim that there's no God. Of course, there are atheists out there who do make that claim, but they generally make it at about a specific God whose attributes are conflicting, yeah, and so that they okay. logically cannot exist. Well, I take Tim Harris's view of it, and saying you know, I mean. If people ask, I guess if they, if I don't announce myself as an atheist, but if they ask me, I said, yeah, I guess I would be. But uh, for me, it's like you don't have to go around and claim that you don't believe in something. You, mm. you claim that you do believe in something. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't go around saying that um, you know, hey, I'm I'm an I'm a anti uh, I'm an anti leprechaunist and I, and I don't believe in leprechauns or you know you can say the thing about any anything or uh, that doesn't exist you don't really have to say what you believe what you don't believe in you just have to say when you believe in something i would i i, I identify more as a nun than a <laughs> than a uh, uh, than a, as an atheist because i you just mean n o n e correct <laughs> well, there's a lot there's so many terms that are out there to describe you know, what should be a really basic position, but basically, like, Oxen, you're still here, right? Yeah. Cool. So, like, I would say a theist is, like, what you are. You're someone who believes in a God. And uh, an uh, atheist is someone who's not a theist or someone who does not believe in a God. But just because we don't believe in a God as atheists doesn't mean that we also go an extra step and claim that there is no God. Because if I heard someone say that, I'd be like, how'd you figure that out? I'd want to know that just as much as someone who claimed that there was a God. Because I'm really trying to figure out whether a God exists or not. And someone who says that there's no God will bring up just as many questions as someone who says that there is a God. And so my position right now is just, I don't know, and I'm trying to figure it out. And because I don't know, I don't want to believe one way or the other, because I'm trying to figure out the best way to move forward. Ty? I thought you consider yourself an atheist off of that. Uh, oh yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Ty, have you ever have you had the conversation well, between of atheism would a, that be? agnosticism and atheism? Have you had that conversation yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't think we probably described this. So the way how I would see it, and we actually met, we nailed this in the conversation that we had before on YouTube. But um, the terms agnostic and atheism, for example, a lot of people use them in different ways, and that's unfortunate. It kind of muddles the water. Yeah. <laughs> I think people are just trying to run away from the A word as atheists and trying to find something more comfortable. But really what it is is agnostic means someone who doesn't know something. And I don't know if a God exists or not. It very well might be correct. Austin, you might be the most correct person in this call right now. But we don't know that yet. Or at least I don't, I'm not convinced that it's wrong. True. And then what I'm trying to figure out is because since since I don't know, I want to try to find an unbiased way to get that information that you have. And so I don't believe anything yet. And because I don't believe, that puts me into the atheist perspective. So I'm both an agnostic and an atheist. And there are people who are atheists, for example, who also claim that there is no God. And I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm very honest with you. But we call them Gnostic atheists. They're not agnostic. Yeah. They claim to know something. Right. And claiming to know something is how we would define Gnosticism. But you don't have so it to. sounds like... Okay, go ahead. Does that make sense, or are these too no, many it, different words? No, it doesn't. It makes sense. I mean, I, I, I don't understand really? why... Go ahead. No, you're right. right. I, I don't understand why you... I, I understand why people who make fantastic claims, like there's... 
and I don't want to be, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to be disrespectful using this term, but, you know, the invisible, all-powerful wizard in the sky, people don't have to, you know, I mean, you don't have to say, I mean, I can say that that doesn't exist, and, and I know that it doesn't exist, but it's not up to me to say something does exist, to prove or state that something doesn't exist. It's up to the person who believes in that fantastic thing to, to offer up evidence in reason why that but that that doesn't exist i mean to me that's the that's the argument we don't have to prove anything you guys have sure. to prove everything you know like christopher Hitchens says you know uh you know these fantastic claims that are made um easily uh without any evidence can be dismissed easily without any evidence or just or can be dismissed just as easily without any evidence right. I would only I would only put this out there that it's a much more easier to defend position to dismiss something rather than to dismiss it and also claim that it doesn't exist. Right. And well, I think it's it's an easy trap to fall into that mm -hmm. just makes the matter of discourse so much more complicated than it needs to be. To say not only am I dismissing the evidence that you're presenting because it doesn't meet the standard of, that we have for the thing that you're claiming, but I'm also going to go on an extra leg and say it does not exist. We don't have to do that. We could instead just say, hey, you need more evidence to make me convinced that that's true, and leave it there, because that's actually the best place to be at as far as having a rational position to disengage information and engage in new information. Based on what? Well, why is that Based the best position? Well, I don't know is a, is a valid answer, and if you don't know, then you should say that you don't know. I know. Oh, my God, I love you, Larry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean... A again, you don't have to prove. Oh, anyway, you don't have to prove uh, that something. I just don't understand. I, I don't have to go. I don't have to say. You know. There, you know. There's there's dinosaurs on Mars. Okay, and sure. I, I I know that because I, I saw it written on a cave one day. Okay, I didn't I didn't write it down, but but you know they they told me that. Right. I don't have to disprove that. I don't have to. We don't have to, to fly a mission to Mars. And, oh, and just prove. I know that there aren't any dinosaurs on Mars. I know there's not on Venus. I know there's not on Jupiter. Dinosaurs as we know them, I know that there's none. I know that they don't have any there. Okay? Do you know what? I was just going to throw this out there. That Did you know that Mars is the only planet in our solar system that is totally populated by robots? Yes. I believe that because that's what they tell me. That's what the experts. That's what the experts say, and I don't have to. I, I don't dismiss that claim. Yeah, yeah. As no, far as we that's, know, that's an equally incredible claim. But I would say, hey, saying you don't know something is not a bad thing, and in fact, is the best thing to say when you don't well, have conclusive information. It's the most honest thing to say if you don't know the answer, rather than. And, Conjecture. And it's a valid position. It's, so the way I think about it is if I had a coin, right, and I flip the coin, I put it on the back of my hand. I don't know if it's heads or tails. No one else does. And until we look at the coin itself, we can't say, oh, well, you know, it's just so incredible for it to actually be uh, a coin with a lucky shamrock on the side of it. So it's definitely not that. It's like you don't even have to go that far. You, why, why even add anything on top of it? I don't know is the best answer right. to give in that situation. Yeah. And it's the easiest defendable position, too, because then the question would be, well, what would make you know? Well, if I saw the coin, that's mm -hmm. a reasonable perspective. Whereas instead of trying to, like, defeat a straw man or potentially make an argument more convoluted by throwing in, like, examples that don't necessarily reflect something that's in the context of the conversation, just saying you don't know right. and you need, to, you need to show more evidence for me to believe that is straight to the point what needs to be done on the party of the person who makes the extraordinary claim in the first place. And you can freely dismiss it, but you don't have to go out of your way to also claim that it's not true at the same time, too. And because you're doing that, you give yourself the more steady foundation to make these kinds of conversations and actually start learning from other people who might actually have the right answer. Because at the end of the day, someone who says, you know, robots are on Mars might be right. Someone who says there could be dinosaurs on another planet might be right. There's a very small chance, but if we put ourselves in a position that they're wrong without testable evidence to even support that extraordinary claim, we could put ourselves in a worse spot rather than just saying, hey, I don't know yeah. if it's true or not. So Let's I can see what's make, going on. So I can make any claim, <laughs> and, and, and what the, 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 the proper response is to say, well, I don't know. I think that, yeah, puts us, that I think that I think that puts the position of nuns 
Um, it, it like, well, you know, gee, I just, I, I guess I just don't know. Okay, I mean, it's just like you're, to me, it's kind of like you're copping out. When I talk to people about, you know, that, that insist that there's a deity, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, well, I don't, I don't come across as, well, gee, I, I, I guess I just don't know. There's a follow-up to that. You, you, say, you say, I don't know, question. but then you follow up and say, but that's a low probability. That is something I don't believe. You know, that's Absolutely. the difference between agnosticism and, and atheism. You don't know and you don't believe. I mean, there's two different things there. So, I mean, when you Perfect. say somebody says, uh, you know, there's dinosaurs on Mars, you say, well, I don't know, but I doubt it. And I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know that kind of. I thing. don't know that, but I also don't believe it because I don't have enough information to, to come to that. Conclusion. You don't have to stop it. I don't know is what I'm saying. Exactly. I don't know is not a destination. It's actually just the best position to start learning from, and it's not a cop out. It's actually sometimes the best place to be, and especially mm -hmm. from learning new things. It's the absolute best place to start learning stuff because you come at it with zero bias. Yeah, I'm sorry, Austin. You were going to say something, and we just walked over. <laughs> you. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Uh, how it was a cop out? You said it was a cop out to say I don't know, Eric. Yeah, because and again, what it goes back to is people that are Christians. They okay. They have had a. From what I understand, I never did one when I was a Christian, had a personal experience with God. And based on the evidence that they've been given and what they've been taught, how they, interpreted they, it. they know that there's a God. I mean, I've talked to people, uh, mm -hmm. many people about this, and they are positive that there's a God. And when I come back and say that, well, I just don't know, uh, I, I think that they have the better position. And, and it gives them the, the, the impression that, okay, well, if you don't know, let me explain it to you like you're stupid. Okay? I mean, here, I understand you don't know this. You're, you're not enlightened. Well, if someone does that to you, that's their fault. They're yeah, they're an asshole. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. No uh, right. Yeah, I don't think you can talk that way. And, I, and again, I don't know why. I mean, well, they certainly do. The point I mean, that I'm making, I mean, well, it might sound funny, but. <laughs> you right. There are people who don't know how to explain their position effectively On both without sides. sounding like what Tyrone said. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Way to throw me under the bus. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear <laughs> No, I I understand what Eric is saying. He's saying people who are very confident are very persuasive. Get people to listen to them. And it's very inspiring sometimes, but it doesn't make them right. And that's the that's the honest distinction. Like someone can claim to know something, someone can posture, someone can assert truths, but if they can't support that with, you know, a, uh, evidence to support their claims, you know, it's not it's it's not worthwhile. And it's eventually just intellectually vapid. If someone says they don't know, not only is that something they can demonstrate to be true, I, you can put me in an MRI, I can demonstrate to you that I don't know that, and I can give you the positions that will let me switch my mind. It's like, hey, I just need reasonable evidence for me to change my mind. I'm willing to believe this, but you haven't given it to me. And it puts the onus of the burden of proof strictly on the people who make the claim. And I think we get caught in the system, particularly atheists, it's particularly ones that want to claim that there's no God, of, of borrowing a burden of proof in, in any way, shape, or form from people who make the claim that a God does exist. And we don't have to put ourselves in that position. People who claim that supernatural things exist, it's up to them entirely so to present that evidence to us. And the best way that we can accept that evidence in an unbiased way, in an intellectually honest way, is admit, hey, I don't know if that's true, I don't believe it, can you present some evidence to convince me? Right. And, and and it goes a lot farther than that too, because generally when you're talking to religious people, they're not just selling you a, on the concept of God. They're they're selling you on the concept of their God. I mean, there's mm. so many con there's so many arguments out there about you know well where did the universe come from? The origin of the universe demonstrates that there's a God. The origin of man demonstrates that there's a God. The origin of uh, you know anything? Uh, uh, the first cause argument, but, but but they, they are evidence. Those are evidence of they are evidence of the universe of the first cause. Uh, but but what I'm saying is what I'm getting to is even if we said okay, you're right, 
And we're not yeah. saying that, but let's say that we are. Let's say, okay, we accept your claim that uh, the origin of the universe, or the first cause, or the origin of humans, means that there is a God. Now, show us how it's your God and not no, the, the God of the Muslims or the Mormons or the Hindus or whoever. Well, <laughs> funny thing about Muslims is they believe <laughs> What? From, from the little that I understand about the Islamic religion, they believe in the same God that I do, except they follow a different pro- uh, Okay, well, let's go to Mormons then. Mormons have a different God. How about Hindus, Hindus have no, different gods? Why should I believe it's your God? Nope. Uh, Mormons believe in a strict interpretation uh, than uh, other Christians. Christians. And Larry, this is why I always compare a Judaic faith with something that's not a Judaic faith. It, it just helps yeah, you because but, but sometimes I mean, they want you to... Have you ever stu- studied Mormonism? I'm sorry. Let, uh, Austin, I think you're trying to make a point. Let's let him make a point. Okay. Sure. Sorry. Well, you were saying that there are different gods being worshipped by different groups. Yes. Uh, the Mormons believe in a strict uh, version uh, of the interpretation. And then Christians believe in the same God, just the no, they don't. Different sects believe in different. Okay. Are you a Christian to know this right now? Well, yeah, I was born and raised in a Baptist family. Okay, so you know. You should know. Have you done the research? I should know what? Specifically. You should, if, you, if you've done the research, what research? you would know that they... I have done the research. Done I don't think you have. Uh, what, you know... Yeah, they I have think, adopted uh, Christianity yeah. as a subset of their of their yeah. Uh, beliefs. Yeah, Larry, I would like to. Yes, I would like to know also what research we're supposed to do to prove that your God exists. That's what I would like to know. That. What well, no, 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 yeah, that's, that's more. That's more the fundamental thing that we should be talking about, rather than the distinctions of different faiths that we don't necessarily belong to, well, or sects that we don't necessarily know much about. The, faith, the question is, what's the evidence for the God that someone believes in? Okay, and the, we're getting close to the bottom of the hour. Maybe we can get into that next time. Okay. Yeah, it's just that one thing to keep in mind is that if we're all talking about the same God and it's kumbaya and everybody's just interpreting him different, then the dogma of the different religions should be thrown out the window. There's no such thing as heaven, hell, souls, because all of that is spelled out in the dogma. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play a song. Uh, This is one of the atheist songs that I like to play. Um, Which one? uh, This is going to be a symphony of science uh, song. Okay. Our Place in the Cosmos, and uh, it'll take about three or four minutes, and then it'll play a little uh, a station of identification thing, and then we'll be back in about five. And we'll see you then. With every century, our eyes on the universe have been opened anew. We are witness to the very brink of time and space. We must ask ourselves, we who are so proud of our accomplishments, what is our place in the cosmic perspective of life? The cosmic perspective of life. The exploration of the cosmos is a voyage of self-discovery. As long as there have been humans, we have searched Are there things about the universe that will be forever beyond our grasp? Are there things about the universe that are ungraspable? One of the great revelations of space exploration is the image of the Earth finite alone, bearing the entire human species through the oceans of space and time. Matter flows from place to place and momentarily comes together to be you. Some people find that thought disturbing. I find the reality thrilling. As the ancient myth-makers knew, we're children equally of the earth and the sky. In our tenure on this planet, we've accumulated dangerous evolutionary baggage. Also acquired passion for others, love for our children, and a great soaring, passionate intelligence, the clear tools for our continued survival. We must ask ourselves, we who 
we're so proud of our accomplishments. What is our place in the cosmic perspective of life? The cosmic perspective of life. We can be in the middle of an intergalactic conversation, and we wouldn't even know. Are there things about the universe that will be forever beyond our grasp? about the universe that are uncrossable. One of the great revelations of space exploration is the image of the Earth finite and alone, bearing the entire human species through the oceans of space and time. Matter flows from place to place and momentarily comes together to be new. Some people find that thought disturbing. I find the reality thrilling. At last, to wonder about our origins, star stuff, contemplating the stars, tracing that long path, our obligation to survive and flourish is owed not just to ourselves, but also to that cosmos, ancient and vast, from which we spring. One of the great revelations of space exploration is the image of the Earth finally to flow, bearing the entire human species through the oceans of space and time. Matter flows from place to place and momentarily comes together to be you. Some people find that thought disturbing. I find the reality thrilling. Think of how many stars and planets and times of life there may be in this vast and awesome universe. With every century, our eyes on the universe have been opened anew. We are witness to the very brink of time and space. And we're back. This is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Daughter Five, and with us we have Eric on, in the studio. Say hi, Eric. Hello. And on the phone we have uh, Wombat and Austin. Say hi, guys. Hello. There you go. And uh, first of all, I need to make a few announcements. Um, oh, I had I didn't play the station identification. Let me do that now, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on Wozo 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to join in on the conversation at 865-333-5937. That's 865-333-5937. And now, back to the show. Digital Free Radio Hour. Simply the best. I don't know if we're the best, but we're good. Uh, the phone is open. If you'd like to call in, just call 333-5937. Let it get set on the break. Area code 865-333-5937. Join us in the conversation. Um, now let's talk about the free thought groups that you can join right here in Knoxville. Uh, since we have so many guests with us in the station and online, I'm just going to give the names and the links. The Atheist Society of Knoxville has 900 members now, and you can find them at by Googling Knoxville Atheist, or you can go to knoxvilleatheist.org. We have weekly meetups, which happen every Tuesday at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria in the Old City. Come down for food, drink, and conversation during happy hour on Tuesdays. Um, by the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should go to Meetup and search for an atheist group. If you don't find one, start one. Another large free-thinking group here in Knoxville, the Rationalists of East Tennessee. They've been around for 20 years. You can find them at rationalist.org. And uh, I said we'd talk a little bit about the TV show. It's called Free Thought Forum. And you can see it every Wednesday between 6.30 and 7.30. It's pretty much off the air right now. It just stopped five minutes ago. On Comcast Channel 12 or Charter Channel 192. Or you can watch it streaming online at ctvnox.org. Or you can find an archive of some of their shows on YouTube. Just search for three words, Free Thought Forum Knoxville. And now we're ready to come back to the show. Um, what, already? Eric, yeah, looks like. 
So uh, you were saying that you want to talk about doubt and faith. Um, yeah. You want to get that kicked off? Sure. Okay. So uh, second half of the show, yeah, man. Larry, you're getting way better at these announcement things. I remember when I was sitting down for like... <laughs> no, I, I was keeping it short. I was keeping it short because of all I guess. Okay. Uh, also, and this is a bit of a throwback too, but I remember when, I don't know what the air conditioning was like right now in, in the birdhouse, but uh, it would be summer and it would be smoking hot and you would take... So you would take your time to like extend the announcements because it'll let us keep the air conditioning on a little bit longer. Uh-huh. And we, yeah. <laughs> we finally shut it up so we can get back to the show. Yeah. But yeah, I want I want to talk about uh, faith and doubt, which are two very very uh, I think cornerstone important things, particularly for people with uh, religious beliefs and people without. Um, between the two, I want to know what your impressions are between. The either one, what you think either one is, and which one do you value more as far as like coming to true conclusions? Um, we'll start with, I guess, me, and then go around the table. But like, in my opinion, I like, I like doubt because I find doubt to be really valuable to keep me from being too confident when I'm right and also making me aware when I'm wrong. And I find those two things are incredibly important because I never want to be absolutely sure about anything because that puts me in a position where I'm not willing to grow in that, in that understanding. So, like, if I know something to be true and I'm really, really confident about it, I still let in a little bit of doubt because I want to be able to improve and optimize and, and hopefully get better in the future. But as far as faith is concerned, it depends how you define faith. And I'd love to know how people define faith around here. But the way I see faith is it tends to be something that you believe in without any sort of evidence is just like a trust that you have and I don't know if that's necessarily a reliable way to come to a true conclusion as different people can use faith to get to very different conclusions and they can't all be right so the question would then be if people are using faith to come to very different conclusions is faith itself a reliable way to come to a true conclusion and if it's not maybe the position is still true but we just need a better way to get there but we won't get there if we're still using faith and that's why I value doubt a lot more than faith. Austin, where are you on that? What do you think about doubt? What do you think about faith? How do you define the two? What truth do you value more? Uh, I value them the same because doubt is what keeps you thinking. Mm. Without doubt, you, uh, you, you stop thinking because you always are thinking about something. You go, like, hey, am I right about this? Or is there something else I can learn? And then uh, on the faith portion, uh, I was thinking about this as you were talking. Uh, you were you were right. Uh, you believe in something with almost no evidence. Mm-hmm. I say almost no evidence because in religion there is evidence, but of course uh, sometimes not enough to uh, convince others. Of course, mm-hmm. and you uh, are. Uh, it's not blind faith, but. We call it the mystery of faith, at least in Methodism, which is what I am. Uh, cool. Yeah. Larry, what do you think? Well, I would define them differently, of course, uh, being an atheist. Um, doubt is, is important in every... I, I agree with them on the definition of doubt. It definitely keeps you thinking and keeps you going, and you should doubt pretty much every source of information that you have until you find out that it's a reliable one or not. And I did not doubt for the time that I was, you know, being raised um, in a Christian home. I did not doubt all the way through the Navy. It was until at college that I started to actually think, and that promoted my doubt. Now, faith, I, I have to say that I believe that faith is just the opposite. It stops you from thinking. Um, uh, Bogassian, I think his name was, uh, said that uh, faith is pretending to know that which you do not know. And that, to me, is how faith strikes me at this point. Uh, you, you say that you know something when you really don't. Uh, and that's, that's the impression I get from believers of all sorts, not necessarily just re- Christians. But they say they have faith that, that what they are being told is the truth. And one of the things about uh, uh, religious teachers is they tell you to have faith. And every single religion on the planet, the preachers will tell you to have faith that what they're telling you is the truth. 
And that just stops people from, from asking questions asking or, or thinking beyond what they've been told. And I, I don't value faith, a religious faith, that is. If you look faith up in the dictionary, and a lot of, a lot of religious people like to conflate the idea, but there's several, like seven different definitions for the word faith. And I'm only, I'm only talking about the one of, about religious faith. Eric, what were you do saying? You, do you have faith in things? What do you have faith in? I have everyday expectation of faith. I have faith that uh, my family will be there when I get home. I hope they will. It's a, more of a hope than anything else. But when you're talking about faith, look up the word. You see religious faith. You look up everyday expectations. You look up um, expectations through prior experience. You know, things that are valid for the youth, uh, use of uh, the word in everyday uh, life. But when you're talking about a religious faith, you're talking about faith in things that break um, the laws of uh, physics, like walking on water, like moving mountains, um, well, living after you die, things like that's that. That's the way I see faith, period. Um, right. I mean, faith is, you know, you, you have this, you know, uh, faith that your family's going to be there when you get home, but you, you've got a little more than that. You've got evidence, and right. you've got, I mean, you've got, uh, you've got you know, continual basis. You know, I, I don't, you know, uh, as far as, you know, whether my family's going to be home when I, I get there, <laughs> you know, I just I, I just know they're going to be unless mm-hmm. something happened. And if something ha- did happen, if like they were on a, you know, got in a car wreck on the way home, then, right. then I would know about that, you sure. know, just the way the, the, the world's connected these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I'm the, I'm the person that they're supposed to call if, if, if my family's uh, injured. But to me, you know, faith is belief without evidence and also without question. I mean, because... They, they don't want you. Your the original religious believers don't want you to question what they have to say. They want you to accept it and believe it. Okay, and and if you, when you do start to question, they say, "Well, you have to look at your faith." Okay, and that 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 kind of is a, you know, if you're saying that if if they're if you're questioning tells them uh, if because you're questioning tells them that to tell you that you have to rely on faith, then you can't use that as a as right. a as that yeah. explanation. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know who said it, but he says that if you say that you're relying on faith, then you're you're literally admitting that you don't have a good reason for what you believe. If you had a good reason, you wouldn't be using faith. Right. Well, that was the point I was making that, you know, yeah. it, it, it's not, you know, faith is not just believing in something without evidence. It's believing in something without questioning it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Also, and doubt, as far as doubt's concerned, you know, doubt to me, when you say doubt, it leans towards not believing. Okay. When you doubt something, okay, or having doubts sure. of something, is you're leaning towards not believing. It's not the same as questioning things. You know, questioning things is, well, I don't understand this. But when you say doubt, when you say doubt, it's doubting, you know, the premise for, for, you know, you know, whether this, you know, I I doubt whether this table is made out of solid gold and they just Uh uh, modified it to make it look like a a fold up table. Uh Okay, I I would have doubts about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Austin, what were you going to say? I was was actually trying to interject. Um, So, Austin, it sounded like, if I can ask you a question, it sounded like we value across this whole table doubt as a good thing and that it keeps us thinking and that keeps us from getting you know overly confident but it could be a really useful tool as far as like reliably reaching like a true conclusion so yeah a good thing obviously do you can you do you think you've ever used doubt on your faith as as a reliable way to come to a true conclusion and if you have could you mind talking about that and if not why haven't you well truth is a relative term compared to uh my belief compared to a, an atheist belief because uh, I have used doubt because I have doubted uh, uh, Christianity before like uh, my life was never too bad but there was sometimes where your life is just in the toilet and you're like why just why and you kind of doubt the existence of well your existence well why are you here what's the purpose behind it and then soon enough well you look around you all the people around you, you're there for them, pretty much. And that's what helps solidify my belief, because purpose is fellow man. And then, of course, and the way I interpreted it was, I was here 
does God wanted me to help out. I'm not trying to evangelize anyone by saying that. Sure. But that is where my awesome. train of thought. Well, can I throw something out? Would you be able to believe in God without faith? Sure. You would be? Well, I'm sure there are people out there that... Uh, but you specifically, you specifically, you specifically. Well, as we were talking about early earlier, uh, there are some things you just don't know, so... Mm. But why? And there are a lot of things about Christianity that no one will be able to fully know until someone dies and there's nothing there or they end up in heaven like holy crap they were right or holy crap I was wrong but we can't wait we can't wait for that time (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) well if you're a Christian yeah because you got eternal life but if you're an atheist maybe (laughs) well what if you're a Muslim What, what if you're a Hindu I mean, is everybody on the planet who's not your religion going to hell? I mean, and what about the existence of a soul? I mean, souls may not exist, and if they don't, then there is no afterlife. Well, now you're talking uh, religion in itself because of souls, afterlife. Most religions preach some sort of afterlife. And then Christianity preaches that uh, uh, Jesus, if you believe in such things, came down, and yeah, sacrifice himself for the great We know the story. We know the story. We know the story. Okay, you know the story, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's what Christians believe. Uh, what I'm, what I'm saying is, do they have good reason to believe it? And yeah. why why should we just assume that so many other things, other claims that they make, are true? Like this claim Larry, that souls exist, that heaven exists, step, that hell exists. Not to step in your toes, but I'm just going to summarize Larry's question at one point. Is faith a good way to know that that's true? Austin, is faith a good way to come to that conclusion that everything you just said is true? Depends on your thought process. Because well, I would it depend who it is, but then there are others who don't believe it, and there are those who fully believe it uh, with blind faith, which is what, at least where I am at, uh, they say ask the tough questions. Because mm-hmm. they know there are tough questions about Christianity and faith, and they want you to ask the questions because... Everyone is looking for the answer. You know, something I thought was really interesting that you had said that is someone won't ever know until they die and see if there is a God or not, basically, or nothing at all if they're, if they're dead. If, if that is the case, it doesn't sound like you're absolute about your position either. Would that be accurate? Like, you, you are still allowing some doubt in there. Is that fair? Very little doubt, but it is still there. Hey, that keeps you from being <laughs> what I had said earlier in the first half. <laughs> that keeps you from being one of those people. Uh, but I still wonder, though, if there's a better system out there other than faith that can, that can demonstrate even that your God actually like, does exist, wouldn't you rather have that than faith? If there was a better system to prove it, of course. But, mm. again, we live in a society where we don't have it other than uh, people telling you and uh, convincing you. Because mm. people convince other people of different things all the time. It's just yeah. what the thing is. Is that always true when someone convinces someone of something? Does that mean it's always true? No, of course not. Mm. Uh, just think about it this way. People were convinced enough to fly planes into buildings, so... Mm. I'm not knocking anyone of that religion. I'm sorry. I was just making an example. Sure, sure, sure. I understand. You know what? I... I and I made that example way on the same campus, and it didn't work out for me. But I think you, I, I think I get what you're trying to say. Um, it does seem like we live in a world where people can tell each other lies or well-meaning non-truths, basically, in the sense of, "Hey, I'm telling you this, believe it," but it may not necessarily true. That seems to be happening all around the world. And I guess what we're looking for as atheists is a good method to come to a true conclusion in a world where people can lie to each other. And if we live in a world where people can lie to each other, is believing someone based on faith alone a good way to come to a true conclusion? Yes and no. Because what do you mean by no? Well, it comes down to whether the person's honest or not. Mm. I want to know what he means by yes. You, you just have to trust. I mean, how, how, <laughs> sure. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. 
you're saying faith is a good, a good way to, to reach truth? I don't believe that. I also don't believe that there are different truths for different people. We live in one reality. Yeah. Now, people can have different percep- perceptions about um, the world around them, but the world, mm-hmm. if you test that world, it has one reality. And just saying that people have different realities, to me, is a cop-out. Yeah. Different Can I truths. give an example? If, if I flipped that coin and I said, I don't know if it's heads or tails, but someone on faith had the impression that it was heads, on absolute faith, does that mean that they're right in their world and I just don't know in my world? Like, of course not. Okay. It could, two people have faith. Like, so if someone has faith that it's tails and the other person has faith that it's heads, can they both be right in their own world? Schrodinger's coin. I bet. Well, I wasn't on a Schrodinger. I got a, I got a PhD about chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a mean person. <laughs> but and two people be right if someone thought it was heads on faith and the other person thought it was head um, tails on faith. Austin, well, but that's what you have in real. Can they both be right at the same time? Uh, they can also be wrong at the same time. I think. Well, hmm, that's interesting. Because if you said that the coin was in fact tails, uh, they'd both be wrong. Because oh, I'm sorry, I must have garbled my words. One person thinks it's tails on faith, the other person thinks it's heads on faith. Can they both be right? No. No. But they're both using faith to get to the conclusions that they have. So, so what they're does that both say about want. faith? They're both using want to get to that belief. Yeah. It's, it's want, it's not faith. Okay, it's just one. I want that coin to be heads. I want that coin to be tails. All you have to do is look. I, I don't. I don't know how that you can make. I. I, I don't. I'm, excuse me. I'm having. I'm personally having trouble understanding how you can compare flipping a coin, which is something that's that's can easily be demonstrated, and and proven what what it is, what the truth of that is, uh, to c- comparing it to whether there's a deity or not. Oh, well, I, I compare so, it to the different religions. I mean, the different religions in the world all say that you've got to have faith to believe that what they tell them is true. And, and it's like two people believing that the coin is one is head and one is tail. They can't both be right. But in, in right. the world of religion, only one can be right, or they could all be wrong. And, or they could all be wrong. Right. And if you're talking about miracles and law, breaking laws of physics, even David Hume 250 years ago said that because... All of these things are hearsay through the holy books and through hearing people say that they've seen uh, miracles. That it's, you can't give uh, a person's story more credit than you give the laws of nature. Who mm. created the laws of nature? You, Why does that have to be a who? Yeah, you, you slanted the question by who asking created the laws who. of science? Again, it you, need to be a who. you slid it. You sl- it's called begging the question. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. you're making your point, Larry? Right. Anyway, that's all I was going to say was that, you know, we've got so many different religions all claiming to, to use faith to get to the truth, and then they're all contradictory, so we, we can't have it. And especially when, when uh, the, their claims violate the laws of, of nature. But that's not, just, that's not it. That's not the only reason. They're giving them a reason to believe, and that's to go to this wonderful place, paradise, where you get to live for an eternity. And they're also giving them not just the carrot; they're also giving them the stick, yeah. which is just the opposite. Yeah. That if you do not, not not that if you if you're a bad person or you murder people or whatever, the simple fact of not believing would give you the exact would give you uh, eternal life, but it's eternal torture. Okay, and and those are for a lot of people; those are pretty powerful. Uh, uh, People uh, uh, worrying about these things that, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, yeah. why take chances because I don't want to be tortured well, for eternity. The, the costs of religion are not only in the next life. It's in this life, too. Uh, the money that you have to give to the church, the time and effort that you have to take away from your family and your work to uh, to support the church. Um, flying planes into buildings, that's a cost of religion. Uh, take Giving poison to your children in, in uh, Jonestown. That's a cost of religion that people have to accept in this life. And that's what just drives me crazy. Um, I don't think those are costs of religion, Larry. I think those are costs of choices that people make based on what they're taught. Because of religion. 
because of their their beliefs and their faith and religion. What about uh, Christian okay, well, scientists if, if, who, if who don't was, take if their children? Religion, if it was religion, then why isn't everybody in that religion doing the same because thing? Because there are a thousand different religions in this world. I'm saying if they if they have the same beliefs, okay. If they, they don't if, have if the same beliefs. Okay. They had the followers of Jim Jones had specific <laughs> beliefs to his specific version of the religion. And, but it was still a religion, and they're, it had that cost. They're based on what he, he was saying, but there was people. There were people there who tried to leave, okay, that didn't agree with what his religion was. Sure, sure. okay, and that wasn't the cause. They, they were mean, the minority, the, but the, still, the, that's true. The that's people true. were the people that were. And why were, couldn't they leave? The people that were murdered on the on mm-hmm. the on the on the runway. <clears throat> Okay, that w- they weren't murdered because of religion. They were murdered because Jim Jones told them to. Right. I mean, it's just, you know. I'm, uh, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the people who drank poison and gave poison to their children. It's because that's what, they're, they, that's what they believed. Exactly, okay. on faith. Right. Uh, they be- uh, you're, I think we agree with each other. Well, you're, 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 <laughs> saying, you're saying that you're saying it's because the religion, you know, I'm not sure that 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 the, for the Muslim uh, belief that their their belief is that everybody who's a, a Muslim should fly planes into buildings. Does okay. it matter oh, if every, all of them do? But that they all Does have this. But that, but that the religion, that religion caused them to do it. But that religion, no, <coughs> that religion, you know, states that you you must fi- pray five times a day. Okay, but. It doesn't say you have to you fly can't buildings. Fully say that unless you have uh, someone of that faith say that, because you're putting words in their mouth at the moment. Also, none of us are Muslims. Maybe we should wait till we have a Muslim on, because I guarantee you they'll uh, have something to comment. To sacrifice, you know, to uh, sacrifice your life for the for the religion of, of Islam. Martyrdom. Yeah, you know, uh, the, fine. Let's not talk about no. Muslims. Let's talk about Christians who have murdered okay, sure. based on their faith. Sure. You know, the the, the guys who have uh, they're Christian martyrs, sure. The guys who have, t- well, there we go. I'm <laughs> talking about the Christian murderers who who murder abortion doctors mm-hmm. to try to save lives. Right. Okay. I mean, you know, they they are acting on what they perceive that their God wants them to do. Well, it's not that's a little different. I mean, you have to kind of twist uh, <laughs> scripture. To say I'm killing doctors because uh, they told me not, you know, to, to protect the children. That's not really strict uh, scripture. But you can have people who, I mean, you can use the example of Christians out there actively killing homosexuals, not only here in America and, and this side of the world, but also in Northern Africa. They're doing that yeah. every day. But the religious because, because of the religion and the teachings well, in the book. So okay, so if people aren't who are Christian aren't killing. Um, uh, homosexuals, that means they're not that faith? No, it means that they're not following the fundamentals of the religion. They're, so they're not following thought, the religion. I'm, okay, hold right. on. Point out, can you point out a verse in the Bible that says every Christian should kill a homosexual? Every Christian, uh, no. I, but I can find a verse in the Bible. It's an abomination yeah, and they should be put to right. death. It's an <laughs> yeah, abomination for a minute that they just don't know the Bible. Nothing saying you should go out and kill. Just says they should put be put to death. To death. That doesn't say go out and kill them. What what verse is that? I want to know how you <laughs> interpret that to mean don't go out and kill them. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Was that in red or just in black? No, red is in, in the red. New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to tell you what's in the Bible. You know what? This sounds like a conversation we probably have. Thousand page Bible memorized. No, let's. Awesome. Would you want to? Would you be willing to come back, and we can probably carry on, on this topic? Because we're near the end of the show, and I think you did a great job. This probably be a good place to continue. Yep. Yeah, uh, we are getting down to the last minute. And we're going to last thoughts. Anybody before we go on? Uh, listen, doubt doubt is valuable, and I think we all agree. Theists and atheists alike, it keeps you thinking, and thinking is a good thing. Think about everything. <laughs> That's my Eric, point. last words? Leviticus 18 and 20. There you go. Okay. Austin, last words? Uh, it was great to be on. Have a good night. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming, Austin. We got a little heated, but we're very glad that you came on and you're welcome back yeah, in. It's always fun to have yeah. a good conversation. It is. Absolutely. It is. Well, this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Doubter 5. 
And uh, we're running out of time here, so I'll just sign off with, uh, like I usually do, uh, don't worry about going to heaven or hell. Uh, everybody's going to somebody else's hell. And that time to worry about it is when they prove heaven and hells and souls are real. So we'll see you next week. Say bye, everybody. Bye, bye everybody. And we'll bye. see you 7 o'clock on Wednesday next week. Take care. Okay. Outro.